This show contains movie spoilers and swearing. And welcome back to another episode of Bite Size Cinema. I'm your host, RJ McCready, and for this episode, we're going to be taking you guys back to year in 2014 to have a look at Keanu Reeves' action packed uh, neon noir action movie, John Wick. So let's get into that 69 Mustang. Let's fire it up. Let's play you guys a trailer, and I'll see you soon. Excuse me. How much for the car? She's not for sale. You have good day, sir. Daisy. I lost everything. That dog was a final gift from my dying wife. Jonathan, you got out once. You dip so much as a pinky back into this pond, you may find something reaching out to pull you back in. It's personal. Where'd you get that car? What does it matter? It's not what you did, son. It's who you did it to. The nobody? That nobody. No, just sorting some stuff out. Task your crew. How many? As many as you have. Hey, John. I thought I'd let myself in. People keep asking if I'm back. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. I'm not afraid of John Wick. Uh-huh. How good's your laundry? No one's that good. I thought not. Welcome back. So the synopsis of this film is an ex-hitman comes out of retirement to track down the gangsters that killed his dog and took everything from him. It's got a 1 hour and 41 minute runtime. It's rated as a 15. Uh, it came out in 2014. It's got 7.4 on IMBD, which is pretty good. And let's have a look at the director. So this is uh, 
two directors here for this movie, and they are very familiar to this genre. Uh, you've got Chad, I'll have to try and pronounce his surname, Stack Helsky. And he was Keanu Reeves' stunt double for the film The Matrix, and he has a hell of a resume, this guy. He's a mixed martial artist, stuntman... He's worked in wire work, high force weapons, diving, motorcycles. So you could almost say this guy is like John Wick himself. He's a bit of an action man. A um, stunt doubled for Brandon Lee. The Crow is also good friends with uh, the late Brandon Lee, unfortunately. And he was involved in a mixed martial arts tournament in Japan. He was one of the first um, Americans to enter the Japan tournament called Shuto, which sounds a hell of a lot like uh, Bloodsport. Some of you martial artists probably know a little bit more about that than I do. Uh, Dan Bone, if you're listening, you probably know about all that. And the other director as well is David Lett. I think that's his name. Sorry, guys, can't pronounce surnames here. Another mixed martial artist. He's done stunts. Uh, he's done movies such as Hitman, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Born Identity, 300, The Matrix, and The Blade. So these directors, they know what they're doing when it comes to an action movie, but this is the first time that they've got involved in directing movies. So there's no end to this, the, the talent. And I think... Their experience certainly shines with this film. Then on top of that, you've got a director, um, not director, but writer, Derek Colstad. Uh, he's an American screenwriter. So he started out as uh, doing a couple of screenplays, or he wrote a couple of movies with uh, Dolph Lundgren involved in these films as an actor. One's called One in the Chamber and The Packaged think they went straight to DVD, um, did okay, and then Derek writes John Wick, and I, I suppose for any screen screenwriter, you know, if you're going to have a movie that's going to, yeah, <laughs> going to be successful, it's this one, and it did, and it put him onto the block. Um, which I'll get into in a minute, but then he went on to go and write uh, a film that's just hit uh, the cinemas of late and a film that's doing very well at the moment um, which is Nobody with Bob Odenkirk which a lot of people say is like John Wick um, again it's got the same <clears throat> excuse me the same similar sort of formula um, so he's doing very well he's, and he's also going on to do the screenplay for a computer game called Just Cause with Jason Momoa so it'd be interesting to see what he goes on to do but he's doing very well at the moment as a screenwriter um, for Hollywood the film was backed by Lionsgate uh, so they're American Canadian always like to give these guys a shout out the backers so they haven't been about that long, uh, 1997, so fairly modern, I would say, for a, um, a, a film uh, company. They've mainly been involved with the Rambo reboots, uh, the Total Recall reboot. Won't talk too much about that <laughs> for any Arnold Schwarzenegger fans. Uh, but they put $20 million into this movie and it has paid off. Uh, the first John Wick movie made $86 million. It did very well. 
and the franchise itself has gone on to take 600 million dollars because obviously there's sequels to John Wick there's been two so far there's another two in the works uh, there's been computer games that have been made uh, so on the whole franchise is doing very well uh, but it is the first movie that I really really like which I'll get into in a minute uh, so yeah, I mentioned it's a neo-noir action thriller, which is very evident in this movie. It's got like a little bit of a twisted dark wit to it. Uh, let's talk about the cast. So the cast is very good. Um, Keanu Reeves uh, in the main title role. So he's familiar with this type of genre with The Matrix. Um, but he's, this did kickstart his career in 2014. Did a, did a film called Constantine. Uh, which kind of got mixed reviews from critics, didn't really take off. Then he did a film called The Day the Earth Stood Still. Uh, then, of course, he's done this film, and then it's just projected him into probably where you want to be as an actor, I'd say. Uh, Michael, again, I'm, I'm struggling here <laughs> with the surnames, not Nivist. He plays the main bad guy in this, Vigo. Uh, I didn't realise he's a late actor who died in 2017, unfortunately. I didn't know about that until I, I did the, uh, re the bit of research to this. Uh, Alfie Allen, who some of you probably know from Game of Thrones, uh, he plays the nasty, nasty villain in this. Um, the guy kind of sparks it all off. Uh, Tarazov uh, is his character name. William Dafoe as Marcus. William Dafoe is always good when he turns up in a film. Very slick. Adrian Paladaki as Miss Perkins. I, I remember her from the Supernatural uh, TV show. She turns up in that. Um, John Leguizan as Aurelio. Lance Reddick as a hotel manager. Ian McShane. He's always good when he turns up in a film. Uh, David Patrick uh, Kelly. Some of you may know from The Warriors. The guy, that nasty little horse <laughs> from that movie. Warriors come out to play. Any of you know that movie? I'm sure there are a lot of you know what his character is. So he plays Charlie, the guy that clears everything up, and Clark Peters as Harry. So yeah, it's got a really good cast. And that's something I noticed when I first watched this film. Is oh, you know, you watch it and you go, oh, it's oh, it's that. Oh, Ian McShane's in it. Oh, the guy from the Warriors is in it. Oh. William Defoe's just turned up as a you know as a hitman. You think, wow. Uh, so yeah, it's it, it's really good. Casting's great. Um, trivia. Always like to throw a little bit of trivia in, as you guys know. Um, Keanu Reeves did ninety percent of his own stunts. Originally, the Keanu Reeves character was put out to pretty much everybody in Hollywood, as you could imagine: Nicolas Cage, Kurt Russell, Bruce Willis. Um, and the reason why they looked at Bruce Willis, Kurt Russell, um, John Wick was originally in the screenplay, supposed to be a guy in his 60s, which probably would make sense. So it's supposed to be a guy at retirement. Uh, but they co chose Keanu, he's doing a really good job. Um, Keanu Reeves did eight hours a day training on uh, weapons and tactics uh, over four months. Alfie Allen, he visited a Russian public bath in New York to try and um, edge up on his Russian accent. So, 
there's a lot of work that goes into to this before they they shoot the, shoot the movie. Um, this was quite cool. <clears throat> Excuse me. The henchman in the red shirts is a homage to Star Trek, and we all joke about that, don't we? If any of you guys remember the old Star Trek TV shows, where you have uh, one of the crewmen that turn up, and you go, yep, he's going to be the cannon fodder, he's going to go. So that was a homage to this, because obviously the directors and um, knew that there was going to be a lot of uh, kills in this movie, which there is. Uh, 69 Mustang, yeah, that, that to me is a incredible car, it, it's the car that I would love to have, um, and I would even go to say that is one of the main characters in this movie, because uh, it kind of sparks everything off alongside his dog, which is, uh, I'll get into in a minute, and... I've already mentioned the other movies that Keanu Reeves was in, so, yeah, so that's a little bit of trivia. Um, so this film, uh, John Wick, why do I like it? I think uh, there's a lot of films like this that come out um, that kind of go, well, we all know, you, you go into a supermarket and you look at the shelf of DVDs or Blu-rays and you see an action movie which has gone straight to DVD and you probably watch it and you probably get your five bucks worth, but nothing more. Um, and when I first saw John Wick, I thought it was going to be another one of those films where you just think, oh, it's just going to be another run-of-the-mill action movie. And then I heard people talking about it and said it was really, you know, saying it was really good. So I put it on, had a look at it, and the thing for me that really drew my attention was the fact that you had Keanu Reeves starting off as a, a regular average Joe who's obviously got some, some history about him but he starts off, he minds his own business, uh, he's lost his wife, he lives in his house, his wife's left him a dog, he drives around in his 69 Mustang and I love that in a movie. It's it, it's the reason why I think it it's a film which I will talk about. It's the reason why I think nobody's working out as well because if you're just a run-of-the-mill type of character yourself watching this movie, you can sort of relate to that. And then all of a sudden, you've got some Russians that turn up when Keanu Reeves is at the gas station and they're looking at his car and his character is kind of just, again, he's minding his own business. Yeah, it's a 69. And... I love the bit when he talks to the guy in Russian, which is the, you know, Alfie Allen character, and then he just sort of just goes, oh, hang on a second. And it's just John Wick basically just just drip-feeding you a little bit about him from the past, and I think you just got that building block all of a sudden. Then the film moves on to the next phase, I would say. So these Russians go into John Wick's house, they steal his car, they kill his dog, they leave him for dead and they think they've just got away with it and then boom, that's it. They've woken a sleeping giant. There you go, that's it. The, the guy you just don't mess around with. Um, and then from there onwards, you know, you get the scene now where he, John Wick gets up and he smashes the uh, floor to his garage and then all these guns turn up with his with his gold and he's got the suits 
and now it's the tra transition of him going back into his old ways and you think oh here we go and like I say if you have when I first watched this film I thought oh wow this is this has got some potential to it now and then obviously Alfie Allen's character goes back to his dad who is part of the Ru Russian syndicate in New York and very quickly you find out that uh, and this is another <laughs> another great scene from the audience point of view when this uh, Russian boss comes out and says oh hang on a second whose car did you steal and you get, and then you know Alfie Adams' character's like, well, you know, just a nobody. He goes, this guy isn't a nobody. This guy is the the man that you send out to go and kill the boogeyman. You know, and you're like, whoa. <laughs> In fact, he's actually got a name for him. He calls him Bubba Yeager, uh, the like I say, the, the the boogeyman killer. So you've now got. Um, I guess you could say the second act of this movie where things take off. So you've got the Russian boss who tries to, um, I guess you could say, pacify John. He gives him a call, tells him he's sorry, and then John just puts the phone down. And now the boss knows that he is going to have to take John Wick out because he knows what he can do. Uh, so he sends in Hitman to his house. And you get like the first fight scene now where... Uh, John takes on these hitmen in his house. You end up with an awful lot of dead bodies. And then this is where you end up with Charlie, who turns up. He's the guy from The Warriors. And he basically has a clean-up operation, which is pretty cool. There's a funny scene where a police officer turns up and knocks on the door. and He says, everything all right in there, John? And John basically goes, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty cool. He gets, <laughs> even the police officer says, the thing you've gone back to, you know, the old days in Johnny, yeah, yeah, pretty much. And then the police officer goes away. So it's almost like the police know what he's up to as well. Um, so Vigo now has no choice to take out John with some hitmen. This we introduced to a character called Marcus, which is played by Vigo, um, not Vigo, um, by William Dafoe, who's great in anything that he does. He's very slick. He's uh, He's been given a two billion, put a two billion dollar bounty on John Wick's uh, head to go and kill him. Uh, so then John Wick he goes to the chop shop. I've got to mention actually, it's where um, Alfie Allen took uh, the '69 Mustang. That's where things come into realization. Where even the chop shop guy says to him, "You know, do you know whose car that is?" Um, just going back a little bit there, but there's some yeah, there's some good bits there in the movie. Uh, John goes to the chop shop, he takes himself a, a Dodge Charger, which is pretty cool. Was it an SS Coupe? One of the two, I think it's an SS Coupe actually. And then he drives to New York, he goes to the New York Continental, which is like, a, again, you've got, a, you've got a backstory here, which is they're just drip feeding you. It's a place where the assassins go to and they have a code where no assassinations are to take place on this premises. So he books into a room, there's some gold bars that are exchanged. Um, and then John, another character turns up here, which is Winston, which is played by um, Ian McShane. And he informs John that uh, the Alfie Allen character, Lucef, is under guard. He's under heavy guard at the Red Circle nightclub. And... This now follows a huge action scene. It's probably one of the biggest action scenes in the movie where you get a very slick Keanu Reeves in a suit, armed up, and... 
is just one henchman after the other that gets killed. And it's, as I mentioned earlier, you've got that neon noir uh, nightclub. you got a really good uh, sort of like dance mix, mix in the background, really, which really goes really well with the scene. And you've got people in the club who are just kind of dancing whilst all this shooting is going on. And you get some scenes where John Wick is loading and unreloading and he's shooting and he reloads and he shoots someone again and he falls off balconies and after killing all these henchmen he comes across one of the main guys uh, called Kirill who is kind of like I suppose, suppose you could say there's like a lieutenant to Vigo he he's the one who stops John Wick and then Lucif which is Alfie Allen's character he gets away so this now follows on to John going back to the hotel, he has to treat his wounds and then he introduced to another assassin which is Mrs. Mrs. Perkins. Uh, he manages to knock her unconscious and now you see a little bit of an, an ally system as well um, in this organisation they used to work with before. He comes across a guy called Harry who looks after Perkins. Whilst John now goes for Vigo, where it's probably going to hurt the most, he goes to an old church where there's the all the money is stored for Vigo's enterprise, and he goes in there and he burns all this money. Um, but then he is captured by Vigo at the same time, but then rescued by Marcus, who's on the roof with a sniper rifle. So you've got that sort of typical scene in a movie. And now John also knows the location of Losif, uh, Alfie Allen's character, and he's at a safe house, which is like an old warehouse, which is, again, loads of henchmen, machine guns, lots of fighting. John turns up, does his stuff. Um, another good action scene. He manages to kill Losif. And this now leads up to the final act of the movie where John needs to take out the big boss which is Vigo which when you think about it he, he, he wasn't really the main cause it's just his son that caused all of this carnage really because he stole John Wick's car and killed his dog when you think about it but now John knows that if he doesn't continue he's going to be a dead man and what I like about this film is as this has moved along with all these action sequences you also building up the story and get getting like say getting drip feed, fed little bits from the past with the assassins that are turning up like the William Defoe character Miss Miss Perkins character that turns up the hotel you know that the organization that he worked for has a code because you can't kill anybody in the hotel um, so there's all these little bits as you go along and then obviously you've got the Ian McShane character Winston who's obviously someone who's very important with the organisation has a little bit of clout um, so yeah you have this building block and now with the final act um, Vigo has Marcus uh, William Defoe's character he has him killed because he feels like he's double crossed him which is a shame because I really like the William Defoe character in this. Um, I think I would have liked to have seen him in the other movies, but like I say, it's just it, it, it builds up the plot and the reasons for John Wick's cause along the way. And Ian McShane's character Winston actually orders the Miss Jenkins to be executed because she has broken the code of conduct for killing someone on the continental grounds. 
And then he also feeds John Wick the information that Vigo is planning to escape by helicopter. So now, like you say, you get the final show get so down. John races to New York Harbor. And it's worth mentioning here, you get some really good uh, car chase scenes in here with the muscle car. Uh, I think it's when he's got his SS Cooper, he might have. Uh, I think he might have his 69 Mustang back, so you get a really good uh, sequence there. He kills a few more henchmen, and then he finally gets to Vigo where um, they're fighting on a dock. Uh, Vigo pulls out a knife, and then John um, stabs him with this knife in return, so now he's been taken out. And then what you're left with here is... Um, John now breaks into a animal clinic to treat his wounds, and whilst he's there, he comes across a pit bull puppy. Uh, so he takes to the puppy, and then you see him walking along the boardwalk where um, the film comes to an end. So that's my bite-sized review of this film. It's a good film, and it feels you wanting more which is always good and what I like about it it's not a massively long film I think it's about an hour, it's an hour and 40 minutes which is always good um, not a fan of like films that go on forever and I think this one just punch, packs a punch where it needs to um, and it's done well where it's got it's got uh, sequels I'm not Really a massive fan of the sequels, if I'm honest with you. The first one is my favourite one. And if there was only one movie, that would be fine for me. Because I like it where it just feeds your imagination. Um, and I was thinking about this when I watched... I recently watched Nobody, which I won't mention because I don't want to spoil it. Because it's a new film, but I will uh, probably talk about that film yeah, in a later episode. But um, I was having this conversation where I think that... I'd be very happy to watch as a trilogy, uh, Taken, John Wick and Nobody. For me, they are three really good films who really punch, packed the punch. Um, and it was the same with Taken. I think they brought sequels out for that movie and I don't think it really did as well. But obviously, that's my own opinion. I think the John Wick franchise has done very well. Um, I could probably sit down and watch the sequels and... I just think you're just getting a sort of retread of what you've already seen. But uh, the first one for me is 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 my favourite. I think it just does everything that it needs to. And I can't... I'm going to go back on this again, but my favourite bit of this film is a bit at the beginning when you've got John, John's character who's just kind of minding his own business and then you've got the bad guys that turn up. And I love that in, in any sort of movie. And it's the same with... Um, I, I, I see films like Taken in the same league where you've got um, Liam Neeson's character going, he's minding his own business, and again with nobody. It's just, I love that formula, and then it just sort of pans into a full on action movie with this character who's got this past which you don't really know about, but you know he's a badass and you don't mess with him. So, yeah, it's, it's good. It's a good film. Um, Everybody that I talk to, I don't, I don't really know anybody that doesn't like this film. So it's, it's obviously hitting all the marks for everybody. So um, yeah, and I would imagine that most of you listening to this have seen this film. So yeah, that's my take on it. Hopefully, there's a little bit in there with the trivia that you might not have heard or before. So that's what I'm here for with with bite size, just to 
feed that little bit of information to you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there you go. I'm going to wrap that up now. So I hope you enjoyed that episode. Um, and, you know, if you enjoyed that, if you're new to the show, please go and check out um, all my other episodes. I've got a big back catalogue now of over 100 episodes ago. So go and check all those out. Um, so, yeah, there you go, guys. I uh, hope you enjoyed that. Uh, so let's do a little bit of admin now before I close the show so I am a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network Um, so yeah go check out all the other shows on there and I've got another show which is the Mystery Vault Podcast I'm a little bit slow on releasing an episode there just where I've been on holiday at the moment and uh, I have to do a lot of preparation work for those because there's um, lots of information that I like to to research try and put a good little show together for that so um i've changed it a little bit because i was going to do noah's arc but there's a lot i need to research for that so i'm doing now doing the arc of the covenant the old raiders of the lost ark um and uh what's coming up next for bite size so i've got a couple of guest episodes which i'm trying to get together um it's been a little bit of a slow process, obviously, with the, the summer holidays and all that coming up. But I've got uh, Kung Fu Dave coming on for uh, Braveheart and Mark Lockhart, who will be joining me for Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels, which I'm looking forward to. So uh, look out for those and a couple of other solo shows that I will put together as well. Um, where can you find the show? Spotify, iTunes, YouTube. Uh, several other players on the internet if you put in bite size cinema podcast and I've got a Facebook page as well which are, which is where I'm most active and if you want to contact me or there's films that you want me to have a look at just post anything on there so uh, there you go guys um, as always keep it bite size keep it safe and I'll see you soon this show then make sure you check out the other great shows on the legion podcast network like cinema psyops cinema beef devour the podcast duncan and Bo come correct exploding heads horror movie podcast friday the 13th get slayed the hell ming power hour hello this is the doom show hero hero ghost show kill the cast underwater kaiju from outer space jerry hates action legion after dark metal health obsessive cinema discourse Pick Six Movies, the podcast by The Cemetery, the podcast on Haunted Hill, the Psycho-Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Which Versus the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, 
video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found.